Welcome to our walk, Renewal, Culture and Conflict in Local Economic Development. The walk takes you around Butler's Wharf along Tooley Street and into the GLA site, where you'll head along the South Bank towards London Bridge and your final destination, Borough Market. The walk is designed to be undertaken either individually as a self-guided walk or in small groups with possible check-in points with members of staff. For COVID-related instructions, please see the accompanying PDF. These are very important. Whether taking the walk alone or in small groups, you must remain at a distance of two metres from others. If you are distanced at only one metre, you must wear a mask. A word of caution. London is a busy city with lots of traffic from buses to cars, bikes and taxis. Please be careful when crossing the road. And remember that we drive on the left. Many of you won't be used to this, so please take an additional look to the left before you step into the road. The LSE Booth Archive accompanies this walk. It's a really interesting presentation by Indy Bula. He's one of our specialist librarians at the LSE. Indy helps to look after the LSE's Booth Archive. The Booth Poverty Maps and notebooks provide an amazingly rich historical record of London as it developed during Victorian times. We'll be referring to some of the entries from Booth's notebooks during our walk. Please take a look at the map at the end of this PDF and watch the video in the link that is provided. As students in the Department of Geography and Environment, you will become comfortable with theories that conceptualise space and time as a confluence of economic, political, social and cultural processes and relations. The purpose of this walk is for you to observe and experience the outcomes of diverse local economic development processes, providing you the opportunity to reflect on the theoretical implications of what you discover and or perceive. The walk explores three themes that fit within the broad subject of local economic development. The cultural production of urban space, social conflict, and renewal or regeneration. During our walk, we will consider whether culture-led regeneration can deliver a sustainable form of regeneration, or if this type of local economic development can only ever represent the cultural interests of a few. As Mild and Patterson comment, the idea that culture can be employed as a driver for urban economic growth has become part of the new orthodoxy by which cities seek to enhance their competitive position. However, we need to be critical in our examination of the role of culture in attempts to regenerate cities, as these attempts often produce outcomes that may privilege one set of users over another. As you will see, the area of the River Thames that we will cover has developed over a number of years and through a variety of mechanisms, government-led projects, public-private partnerships, entrepreneurial projects and property-led regeneration, to name but a few. It also extends across some of the poorer areas covered by the Booth poverty maps and his notebooks. Our task on this walk is to unravel some of these processes to shed light on the intersections between renewal, culture and conflict 
in local economic development. The route. I'm assuming that you'll arrive at Tower Hill Underground Station or close by. To get to the Underground Station, you'll need the district or the circle lines. Of course, you need to be careful about social distancing. Whatever you decide, take the exit signposted for Tower Bridge if you're on that side of the river. Cross the bridge to the south side of the river, but take care to descend before you go all the way across. Use either the steps on the right of the bridge or the lift on the left. If you use the steps on the right, turn left and go under the bridge via the arched walkway. If you used the lift, turn left as you get out of it. You should see Butler's Wharf directly ahead. Meeting starting point. As you enter Butler's Wharf, there is a coffee house, a Starbucks, I think. If we are meeting as a class, let's meet outside in the adjacent courtyard. If you are undertaking the walk alone or in a small self-guided group, your starting point is in the courtyard. Just to give you some background on the wharf. During the 1980s, a new brand of entrepreneurial urban policy was introduced by the then Conservative government, that is, the Urban Development Corporation. In the nation's capital, the London Docklands Development Corporation, LDDC, was born to revitalise and regenerate some of the city's derelict wharves and docks, which had been abandoned since the late 1960s when containerisation changed the nature of shipping. Along the south side of the Thames, the LDDC redeveloped both Butler's Wharf and Hayes Wharf, which we'll see later. The regeneration of Butler's Wharf added to the South Bank's focus on regeneration via culture and consumption. It is comprised of luxury apartments situated in the former warehouses where the working classes once toiled. There are award-winning restaurants whose diners have included the Blairs, the Clintons and the Johnsons. And up until 2016, there was the Conran Design Museum that formed part of the South Bank's cultural renaissance. As you will see on our walk, the site is now the residence of Zaha Hadid Architects. Stop 1. Courage Yard and Brewery Square act as a monument to the brewery established in 1787 by John Courage. The square and its surrounds were developed between 1983 and 1990 by Wickham Associates as a high-density mixed-used urban complex. The new buildings include residences, offices and shops. On the east side of Courage Yard stands a Grade 2 listed building the old Eagle Wharf warehouse. In the southwest corner of the Brewery Square stands a 19th century building and the so-called Cooperage. It's a Georgian or Neo-Georgian interwar structure. In each square sits a sculpture commissioned by the architects. The regeneration of Butler's Wharf entailed extensive gentrification providing predominantly one- and two-bedroom apartments 
most likely for the professional or managerial classes, working in the economic and commercial centres of the city and Canary Wharf. That's another LDDC development. When we talk of gentrification, we do need to be careful to define our terms. The gentrification at Butler's Wharf was not the organic process described by Ruth Glass in 1964, where the middle classes slowly took possession of several neighbourhoods in Islington from the working class renters who lived there. Instead, the gentrification at Butler's Wharf was engineered by a government keen to encourage private money back into the inner city. Indeed, when we consider the international lifestyle that Butler's Wharf provides many of its professional residents, it could be argued that they have far more in common with the residents of Battery Park in New York than they do with their immediate neighbours on the south side of Jamaica Road, which we'll pass later. And they're certainly very different from the dockers that used to work on the wharf. In this very spot, according to the Booth notebooks, he makes some general remarks about employment in the area. It's from the warehouses near the Thames and the Courage Brewery. He also notes that demolitions of Tower Bridge were underway and railway extensions as well. He notes, there is little rebuilding of housing. Routeway. Leave the courtyard as you came in. You are now standing in what's called the canyon. Stop two. On the left, leading down to the river, is Maggie Blake's cause. The passage runs between the Anchor Brewer House, the Boiler House and Butler's Wharf West. It was named after a local community activist who, during the 1980s development, fought to maintain access to the riverside for local people. The small passage celebrates her successful campaign, which was extraordinary given the fact that this is local activism against big private investment. Routeway. Turn to look along the canyon. Ahead of you is the Butler's Wharf complex. The site dates back to 1794, when a grain trader named Mr. Butler rented warehouses from the Thomas family. The existing wharf was built in 1871 to 1873, with some rebuilding during the 1880s and 1890s. The wharf provided services that linked the importers of goods, such as tea, grain, rubber, sugar and spices, to buyers and distributors. When the complex was sold in 1971, the vacant buildings were rented out for light industrial use and storage whilst an artist community leased some of the buildings facing the waterfront. In 1980, these residents were evicted to make way for a mixed-use redevelopment led by Conran and Partners. They later acted as the master planners for the regeneration of Butler's Wharf between 1985 and 1997 under the LDDC. The buildings around you are Grade 2 listed the canyon that you're standing in, formed by the two sides of Shad Thames, is traversed by overhead bridges that used to link the warehouses together. Imagine people with all their goods on their shoulders running across 
from one part to the other and taking their goods in and out of these high doors with winches. It's quite amazing, really. Reflection. As you walk through Butler's Wharf, there are several things to consider. How are culture, architecture and history used to attract a certain kind of resident and consumer to Butler's Wharf? Consider the people who live here. What sort of work do they do? What lifestyles do they live? What other places and processes would you connect them with? Places near and far? Consider the visitors. Who is this place designed to attract? And are you in public or private space? How is this space monitored and controlled? You'll get many other reflection points during this walk. It gives you an opportunity for debriefing, either as a class as a whole at the end of the walk, or along the walk when you meet up with your tutors. Stop three. Following Shad Thames takes us up to the front of the former Conran Design Museum. The Cubist Warehouse building now houses Saha Hadid Architects. The museum opened in 1989 and was the first museum in the world devoted to the design of mass-produced objects. The building comprises a former banana ripening warehouse dating back to the mid-20th century. The style apparently reflects the white geometry of Le Corbusier. I love the entry in the Booth notebooks that are available um, on the LSE archive for this part. There are drunken inhabitants on New Square and there is a bathing going on in the river at Shad Thames. I don't think he was particularly impressed. Routeway. Follow the road around to the right and walk up to the intersection between Tooley Street, Jamaica Road and Shad Thames. Stop 4. Just beyond Butler's Wharf in Jamaica Road, you will find the other residents of Southwark. Here, in what Peter Hall calls the pressured proletarian island, reside social housing tenants and the remnants of the working population who relied on the docks for their livelihoods. Mind you, they're all pretty darned old now. In his book, Hall juxtaposes the lives and voices of these diverse populations. For example, he describes Henrietta, a single woman in her 20s, with a good job who lives in Butler's Wharf. She travels often for work and her connection to the area is predicated on what the development has to offer in terms of restaurants, bakeries, bars and taxis. But her local world does not extend beyond Butler's Wharf and she finds the local people and places close by to be repellent. There are really expensive flats around here, and then so many, well, you know, really nasty council estates just across the road. Hall also reveals the worlds of the poorer local residents. He interviews Gary and Dawn, a couple in their 40s, who have lived and worked in the area for years and were concerned 
with what they see as the yuppification of Bermondsey. Dawn says, This is another thing the council are trying to do. They're trying to sell off all the housing stock and actually bring in people like that, you know, yuppies, and really try and move us all away. Reflection. Why do practitioners of local economic development often promote policies that create gentrification? In terms of urban regeneration, is gentrification a problem? A vengeful wrecker, as Atkinson puts it? Or is it a solution? A misunderstood saviour? Routeway. Walk along Tooley Street until we come to Potter's Field on the right. Turn into Potter's Field and walk to the back of City Hall. Here you'll find the GLA building. Stop 5. The GLA building is the most recent home of regional government in London, where the Mayor has his offices and where decisions are made relating to the future strategy for London's development. It is a good place to pause and consider the various processes and histories that make up the city. As Booth's notebook entries suggest, this was not always a place of government. It is also a good place to stop and consider the conflicts of local economic development that may take years to iron out. For example, how long has London been wringing its hands over the Greenbelt and will Heathrow ever get its third runway? This is where those kind of decisions take place. Again, Booth's notebooks are fantastic for shedding a little bit of light and colour on what we're looking at. There are Irish and ticket-on-leave men, i.e. criminals, drinking in Bethel Place. Tower Bridge Hotel and the impact of the new Tower Bridge around Potter's Field and Vine Buildings can clearly be seen. Routeway. Walk along the river until you reach Hayes Galleria and HMS Belfast. Stop 6. Hayes Galleria offers us an interesting moment to think about how history is used to create attractive commercial space. When the wharf was redeveloped for shopping, the dock itself was paved over, a new roof was put on, and the brick facade was restored. Now, Instead of tea clippers coming to offload their goods, HMS Belfast, a floating museum, is moored alongside. What you're standing on inside Hayes Galleria was actually the wharf. It's pretty hard to imagine, really. Reflection. Here, it is worth considering the changing nature of work in British society as the UK has moved away from manufacturing and industry towards a service-based economy, what has this meant for the types of jobs available for average working people? While you are here, imagine for a moment that you are a dock worker. What kind of work would you find in this new economy? Would it pay well? Would it be stable? Has the economic growth of the City of London really been inclusive. Routeway. Make your way along the river going up the steps that take you onto the south side of London Bridge. 
cross the road and turn left towards Southwark Cathedral on the right. Follow the passageway around the cathedral until you reach Borough Market, our final stop. Stop 7. Borough Market is a good place to stop for brunch. It was once one of the largest wholesale and retail markets in London. In fact, the place itself goes back to the 12th century as a site for a market. The present day buildings were constructed in the 1850s when Booth was writing his notebooks. He writes, this is a poor and criminal area with industry and trades all around Borough Market. At that time, it was one of the most important food markets due to its strategic position close to the docks and wharves. Nowadays, the market mainly sells speciality foods to the general public. Reflection. While in the market, be sure to observe the kinds of people using the market, the types of produce on sale and the prices. How does this compare to other markets that you know? Think of this as well in relation to the resident population who live in Southwark, where extreme wealth and high levels of poverty coexist in close proximity to one another. Who do you think this market is for? Our walk along the south side of the river is now complete. Ahead towards Westminster Bridge, you'll find many other examples of culture-led regeneration. For example, the Tate Modern, the Globe Theatre and the Millennium Bridge. Each and every one of them embodies a story of renewal, culture and conflict in local economic development. Thanks very much for taking part in this walk. Please be safe getting back to the LSE or getting back to home wherever it is you're going. We hope very much that you enjoyed it. Bye!